When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The weekend. Today we are talking about the weekend. Hello, wherever you're watching or listening to this, whether it's on podcasts or on YouTube. You know, I have to think about outfits now. You know, I have to think about brushing my hair. I have to think about not having the odd bit of lint on my shirt now. These are the things when you shoot in 4K, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, my name is Derek G. This is Derek G Speaks Volumes. My name is Derek from the internet. I'm going to stop saying that. That sounds tropish. And I am here to talk about the musings and thoughts that I have about many things in music. And The weekend is one. First and foremost, Happy New Year. Podcasts are forever, so you might be listening to this in July. And it's in, so if you are, hope you're having a great <laughs> July 2023. But uh, I am recording this in the early new year and I want to thank everyone for the last year. Last year has been incredible. My Instagram at the end of the year was going insane, which was a lot of fun. And also, it's really hard as a content creator now to keep up with comments because you've got what? YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, Substack comments, dude. So if you don't, if I don't reply to your comments, they're somewhere. I I read them. And I appreciate them, but woe is me. My life is hard, is it not? <laughs> I hope you're well, but let's get straight into it, shall we? So the weekend, the weekend, the question for me is, is he part of the conversation? Is he one of the greats? And I'm not saying top 10 or anything like that, but is he, you know, one of the, the biggest artists and the best artists of all time? Because I think there's a key issue here, which is that, and look, I acknowledge everyone's in a bubble and I exist in a bubble too, but in my bubble, you hear people talking about the greatest artists of our generation. The most obvious being, is that a dog outside? The most obvious being Kendrick Lamar. You can have artists like Tyler the Creator or Frank Ocean. This is these, this is my bubble, right? Or you could say in the the place that's not my bubble, you've got people like Adele, you've got people like Beyonce, you've got people like Taylor Swift. And you hear about them a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. People talking about why their albums are important, why their impact is important, why they've changed music and pop culture and things like that. And why I've been thinking a lot about this is because I don't hear that about The weekend, which... I find intriguing, interesting, and I do think that there's some um, logic behind the reasoning that I would like to unpack. I would like to, in this episode, talk about why I like him, a bit of the backstory behind him, why I think he's significant, but also why I think he is not in the conversation as much as those other artists I mentioned. You know, Drake is similar. Drake is one of the greatest artists of all time, but isn't talked about as much either. 
Um, other artists like Kanye West, rest in peace, you know what I'm saying, uh, is in that conversation of most influential artists ever, but yeah, and, and greatest. So I want to break that down. So let's start with a backstory, shall we? For people that don't know anything about The weekend, and this is not encyclopedic, so you can look all this up, but he's Canadian. He's from Toronto, I think. <laughs> I hope I didn't get that wrong. And he is a solo artist. His name is Abel Tesfay, Ethiopian descent, I believe, and came into prominence being a mysterious figure that people didn't know the name of, didn't know the identity of. He worked at American Apparel as he was putting out music. There's a lot of contention because he teamed up with an Australian producer early on who wrote his first three songs that he dropped on his SoundCloud and didn't credit him for, later got sued, all that sort of stuff. And named himself after, he had to change his name from The Weeknd with the E-N-D at the end to N-D because there was another act from the 70s, I think, called The Weeknd. And is known for vocals that are reminiscent of Michael Jackson in terms of delivery. He's known for dark, emotional R&B, pop, sad boy, melancholy, you know, uh, inspired by insomnia, inspired by drug abuse, inspired by sexual addiction, things like that. And um, he rose to prominence with this like really clearly curated image of this mysterious character and released a trilogy of mixtapes which started to build in, in popularity and notoriety. And at this time, for a long time, I didn't, and I'll say this, I'm, I like The Weeknd a lot and I think he is very significant and very talented. I, I wouldn't say that he ever connected with me in a really serious way. So why am I talking about him? Because I think I, no one's, not no one, he's not talked about enough. The trilogy didn't hit for me. It, it's, it was kind of messy and I didn't really connect with any of the tracks. And I think that the people that connect with it early on are the people that were going through things emotionally and relationships wise, probably in a colder, darker place than I was in life to, to connect with those things. Then he released an album called Kissland, which charted really highly. Then he released the album, as I pull on my phone, Beauty Behind the Madness, which went to number one and sold hundreds of thousands of copies. And that's where he had that song, The Hills. That's where he had that song, Can't Feel My Face. And that's where he really became a pop star. Now, I really love The Weeknd when he features on other tracks because his, his voice is insane. I also love him when he does uh, hip hop R&B crossover tracks like songs like Often or Six Feet Under, these kind of R&B hip hop trap bangers. Um, featuring Future and things like that. I think those are so good. And that's where, like, that's home for me in terms of The weekend. Then he released Starboy, which is my favorite record of his. I think it's the most cohesive. It's the most conceptual. You wonder if he's referencing Starman from David Bowie, but there's also a comic book called Starboy as well, teaming, teaming up with Daft Punk. And that... Uh, had singles like Starboy. It had, I feel coming, things like that. And um, I really, really enjoyed that record. And by this point, he is a bona fide Super Bowl superstar. I think after that album, perhaps he did the Super Bowl 
And, you know, at that, you know, his career at that point is what, like 10 years old or less, and he's doing that. He then released After Hours and Dawn FM. Speeding through After Hours, he created this character that um, is almost like a washed up rock star, you know, in Vegas, coke adult, you know, trying to find himself amongst the madness of all things. And then there was Don FM, which a lot of people put in their top albums of last year, which I was surprised by. It's a good album, but I was surprised considering the lack of accolades that he generally gets critically for his other albums. So that is a brief history of his releases. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about what, you know, in terms of the conversation, right? In terms of great. So we talk about Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West. Beyonce, things like that. You are usually judged on awards, which he has four Grammys and 17 Junos, which is the uh, Canadian Music Awards. He has quite a few, not as many as, say, Billie Eilish or, or anything, but he has a few. He, so he's, he could, you could tick that box. Record sales. He is the most streamed R&B artist ever. He is in the top five streaming artists all year, every year for the last five years, I want to say, maybe a bit less, but around there. And whenever I see that, he's in there with Ed Sheeran and uh, Taylor Swift and The Weeknd. You know, that's how high he streams in Bad Bunny. They People also talk about cultural impacts, which I think is worth getting into because I think that's where he may miss a trick. And then... Critical acclaim and conversation is, is are your albums any good? Are your releases any good? Are you are people talking about you? I think those are the framing elements that you need to be considered and talked about a lot. And I think he ticks two and a half out of those four criteria. So what do I think he's good at? I think that the weekend is absolutely brilliant at building worlds. And this is why when he first came onto the scene with the, the trilogy, House of Balloons, etc., mixtapes, why people were so compelled by him. Because who is this guy? We don't know what he looks like. He signs off. He's got a record label called EXO. He signs off with EXO. The name isn't like Abel Tesfe. It's not even Tyler, the creator. It's The Weeknd. And they're these really beautiful, dark, mysterious songs. And ever since that time, he's only built better and better worlds. And you can tell that he's a real fan of music and appreciator because he is recording albums that pair so perfectly with his music videos. So take Starboy. He's like this character that's a peak of his powers, he's driving a McLaren, he's dating supermodels, he's having sex with whoever, whoever he wants. You know, he, it, The weekend was, was in Uncut Gems, by the way. And then in After Hours, it's this, you know, washed up greasy guy with a mustache and, and, and a, a short afro and he's in Vegas just losing his mind and stumbling the streets after hours late at night. And he wears that character everywhere he goes, every award show, and you know that this is the era. I like artists and eras, but this is like more than an era. It's a character. 
you know? So the commitment to that and his storytelling of that, and then he starts, there's this character starts to evolve. So say the album comes out in January, by by July, this same character, when he turns up to award shows, is battered and bruised. And then the, a few months later, he's covered in bandages. And then a few months later, he comes out and he's got like, fake plastic surgery so it's like trying to reclaim what he was and, and and his youth and his success and his face is all morphed and clearly he's trying to tell a story i think he is one of the best at creative direction as an artist out right now and really fits into this exciting world that he's building and then don fm he's got he's all aged and and old and tired and it was a, it was this was like an album that was based on a radio station which was narrated by jim carrey Really genius in terms of output. I also think that he is a incredible singer. You can really tell the Michael Jackson references in how he sings, and that's not a bad thing. He clearly adores Michael Jackson a lot. He talks about being inspired by Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, Prince, as you can definitely tell in all of that. But I think the number one thing that he is um, – successful at good at and probably helps hinders him being in the conversation is the fact that he writes radio hits right which is not to everyone's flavor if you're into to music where as you stroke your chin Radio hits is not what you want to be making, right? But he knows what it takes to be everywhere. This is why he's one of the most streamed artists, right? This is why he's next to Ed Sheeran because not only is he putting out songs with Rosalia, not only is he featuring on tracks with Drake in the early days, but he's putting out songs like I Feel It Coming, songs like um, it's not Heartless, it's called... uh, no, Heartless. I was thinking that's the um, Kanye West song, Blinding Lights, Heartless. These big, big songs that can play on the radio and you hear them as you, you know, when I lived in New York, you could hear it driving down the street, blasting these songs, you know. And that is the genius of him is that he's able to turn something which is con- highly conceptual, R&B, pop to the mainstream that they can play on the radio any time of day. And that's why he's the most, one of the most listened to artists and, and most uh, popular artists, even though I wouldn't say he's the most, I pause because he's not the most loved artist, right? So it's very difficult to consistently put out radio hits. And I think that he's, he plans to do that. He wants to do that. Whereas someone like Tyler, the creator, or even Kanye West, doesn't do that they're like i don't need the radio and that's fair but there's a ubiquity there's to being played twice an hour on every major radio station around the world which check you can do that those other artists that i mentioned you they cannot do that so i think that is really his true talent as a artist, creative director, curator is being able to write radio hits because it's not easy, especially as as an individual who's kind of created his image from the start. I always think about like people like Travis Scott or The Weeknd or, you know, they build a team around them and they're an executive producer as much as they're an artist. So that's where he really shines. But let's talk about 
why he isn't in the conversation in the bubbles that I exist in, right? One, I don't think he's really had the album. And I know that I talked about Don FM being on a lot of people's lists, but I, I think that he has peaked in terms of, and I think about artists in terms of like, you come onto the scene, you develop your sound, and then you hit your peak, and you're the most culturally relevant, and you haven't put in an album that really stands the test of time, and then you start to kind of fall off and put out consistently good but samey work, right? I should do a podcast about that. And I think Tyler, the Creator, is the best example of that. Big, big statement at the start. Amazing mixtape. Really rough, rough, rough releases. That, that those, There's good songs in it, but you would never say those albums were great. And then puts out Igor and Call Me If You Get Lost and um, Flower Boy, and that's peak Tyler, the Creator. And he, may, he might still be rising, but I think you know that's where you, you want to get to. Whereas I think The Weeknd hasn't had that album. So, you know, I, I like Starboy. I think it pushed, it polarized a lot of people. Beauty Behind the Madness, the, the Madness was really poppy. After Hours, people liked, but I think it's inconsistent. The trilogy is iconic. Iconic, not a great, great album. So it's like none of these, you listen to any one of them, and I don't think from end to end they're all great tracks and all tied together perfectly. And this is probably why people like Dawn FM, because it's the most conceptually concise and musically tidy but i can't point to any one i for me personally like i said i'd go to starboy but it's not like i would put that high up there in my favorite albums of all time i like it though a lot as a pop r&b album but it doesn't have that album so i think that excludes you from the conversation because people are talking about good kid mad city they're talking about flower boy and and they're talking about the life of pablo and they're not talking about Starboy. That's why albums are still important, I think, because an artist needs to cement themselves with a body of work that people can point to and say, this is forever, this is permanent, this is the greatest. And yeah, I haven't seen him in any of those lists. Two, he's quiet. He's mysterious because he's shy. He's mysterious because he likes to curate his image. But he's not out there. He's not controversial. His, his music, whilst evocative of drugs and excess, is not something where he's saying anything really offensive like Tyler does. Not, he's not saying, he's not breaking sonic boundaries like Kanye. In saying that, to my why I like him, and I think something I skipped over, I think that his, his sound, the kind of sad boy, melancholy, really rich pop R&B, like Heartless and things like that, even though that was reminiscent of 80s pop, Tears for Fears and stuff like that. I think that that is, is incredible sonic, like that is an incredible sonic identity that has influenced a lot of artists, that sad boy, rich R&B sound. So I think he has done that, but it's not as revolutionary as some of the things, but I do, you know, I do need to make sure I credit that. But I think that he's not controversial, but, he doesn't say anything offensive. I've seen on TikTok last year, little snippets. He was at the Super Bowl or something and people caught him talking to some people. And he's like, yo, man, how you doing? I haven't seen you in ages. A family comes and goes, thank you so much. It's really nice for you to say that. And all the comments are like, yo, he talks. All the comments are like, yo, he seems so nice. I had no idea. And you don't have any idea because he rarely does any interviews anywhere. He rarely is outspoken. He rarely has opinions on things. 
he rarely is out there showing his personality. The most I've seen him in tabloids is when he was dating Bella Hadid and Selena Gomez. But then even that's now even more private. And so you don't know any of that. So he's not part of the zeitgeist. People aren't talking about him. Look what he's doing here. Look what he's saying there. He's got opinions about Elon Musk. And so it's all about the music and respect, respect, respect for that. But it also means that people aren't thinking about you or talking about you or think that you're particularly relevant. And I think that that also ties into the multi-hyphenate artist and I'm sorry that I keep using men as the equivalent. I think Beyonce is a fair one to also put into the, this category, amongst many others. Taylor Swift, um, even though I'm not a fan of hers. Um, in terms of influence, in terms of style, fashion, retail, when I talk about multi-hyphenate, you know, whether it is how Tyler the Creator has Golf Lafleur or Beyonce has Ivy Park or Drake has OVO. All of these artists have an interest in fashion. They have an interest in expanding their brand in many ways. T Taylor Swift has this whole world and Easter eggs where everyone's looking at everything in every corner of every music video to get more out of it. I think there's a real fandom that they've she's developed and so is artists like Tyler. Whereas I don't feel like the weekend does as much. He seems to be interested in fashion for his own work, but he's not about, he has merch, but he, there isn't the weekend fashion label and fashion shows and stores. And so he's not influencing how the biggest artists do these days. And look, Kendrick Lamar doesn't do that either, but he, he has an agency called PG Lang randomly, but Kendrick also puts out amazing albums, so he's in the conversation, right? So he doesn't dabble in these spaces that the multi-hyphenate artist does. I kind of respect it in many ways, but you know, you need to tick a few of these boxes in order to really reach people on a significant level. Okay, and finally, the third reason why I don't think he's part of the conversation is because he makes pop music, which is like, well, Derek, people talk about Taylor Swift, but you know, what What are my, my hallmarks of this? Because Taylor Swift is part of our conversation. Do I think that people are talking about her making the greatest music ever? Definitely not. But she's got a huge fan base, fandom, that will ride or die with her forever. But I think making pop music puts you in one of two lanes, right? Because there's pop alternative, you can succeed, Radiohead, Kendrick Lamar, or there's pop pop, like... Katy Perry and Lady Gaga and things like that. And I think he's closer to being in that lane, closer to being Adele than he is to being Tyler, the creator, which is to say that everyone knows and loves him. He can sell arenas around the world. I would love to see him live. If anyone that I've mentioned today, I'd love to see him live because I think it'd be a really incredible, incredible show. But making pop music puts you in this, this world, which is radio, which is mainstream, which is not chin strokey, is not about, oh, this album is 10 out of 10. It's just like, oh my gosh, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. you know? <laughs> Played at every Christmas party that I've ever been to when I was used to work in corporate. So he's in that lane and he chooses likely to be in that lane and that's okay. I also think that uh, I've always had a fascination with The Weeknd and the pasticheness, how pastiche he is as an artist. He's so 
this, he he treads this fine line. Like I said, I love the the trap R and B dark stuff that he does, but then he's got that that song "I Feel It Coming," which played at low volume sounds like the worst pop song from the eighties. Played up loud, I think it's really fun and I love it. But if you hear it, it kind of is like, what is this? This is so pastiche is the only word I have for the weekend. It's it's not very cool. It's very, you know, so sweet and so commercial that it's almost bad. But he leans into that almost and makes it his thing, which makes it not ironic, but authentic. So where does he currently sit? I think he doesn't sit in that lane with those great artists that I mentioned we're releasing renaissance not renaissance renaissance he's not releasing albums like to pimp a butterfly he is sitting i think alongside the great artists because he will be once he's all said and done one of the most album sale streamed artists of all time i believe that he is in the 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 hall of fame of and this is not a bad list people like like i said adele People like Whitney Houston, people like Phil Collins, people like Celine Dion. There's countless other artists, but artists like that, which people are like these musicians are icons in music. They are all the the greatest, but I don't know much Phil Collins stuff, so I I can't even say it, but like these artists are great but they're also like people that put out bangers for radio they're also people that get played at christmas parties and and people that are not no one is talking about what are celine dion's top five albums of all all time they all know her great songs they all know that she is a figurehead in music and has to be taken seriously and and did you hear that she's had illness some stiff body disease or something it's crazy anyway very sad no one's talking about her in that kind of critically acclaimed level but she is still very very important and i think the weekend sits there so what conversation is he in the fact that he isn't in the conversation of frank ocean beyonce doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be on the list he's in the same list as whitney houston and celine dion and and those types of artists so that is my thesis of the day. I think he's achieved a lot and I respect him greatly. And hopefully, hopefully there's still more yet to come from him. Maybe he comes out of his shell. Maybe he, his, his best album is still yet to come. And this might, this this thought process will come become redundant, which uh, I would be surprised because I think that he's uh, definitely in the, the later stages of his uh, complete white hot stardom. That is... Derek Speaks Volumes. I thought I'd add a little section to the back end for those still hanging around. The, 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 the appendix to this podcast, which is to just fill you in on little odds and ends of my life and of my content creation. The holiday vacation season was good. It was too short. 
And I was thinking a lot about what I should be making next and trying to set up my next year of, of, of content creation. Also, like I said, my Instagram seemed to catch fire and, and grow by like 100,000 in two weeks or something, which is like both hilarious and insane and also worrying because like I want to build the, the right audience. But anyway, it is what it is. Numbers are good. No one can complain with that. Thank you so much for commenting on everywhere that you have been and rating people have been rating i look at my spotify and lots of people have rated the podcast and i'm like oh my gosh like usually you have to ask people to do that and you guys are doing it anyway and it means a lot even like if you never write a comment but you hit a star it's like wow people do that so that's been really cool and uh i like to respond to comments i think it's gotten really hard to but i still like to so that I just want to be appreciative for and and to say thank you. And I, the the next goal for me, which is like you don't need to know about, is uh, you need to hit four thousand hours watched on YouTube in order to serve ads, which is amazing because then I can earn some money off doing this. Um, but we're well on our way. Well, are we? Not really, but we're on our way. So that's what I'm building towards. And I love that I can do this on YouTube. I really find it exciting. I really exciting that I can do this on YouTube. So thank you for that. What else? What else? What else? Oh, I've got some good videos coming as well. I think lastly, I'll end with this. I've been thinking a lot about how I'm going to update and change and evolve my content creation in the new year. Launching this at the end of last year was a uh, motivation towards that. Maybe I should launch it in the new year so it felt fresh, but it felt right to just launch it when I felt ready. And a few things that I've learned is that, I'll only say this on the podcast, I was going to make a video about it, but I think that it was it's a bit too much. But I, I will not be doing any music posts. I'm just, this is just an acknowledgements, right? Acknowledgements of 2023, I will not be doing any posts on my, anywhere that, uh, promoting other people's music that people are paying me for. That is, I, I didn't do any last year, but I just want to put it out there. It's important to me for my integrity. It's important for me to tell someone, you guys, that that is the decision I've made because I get approached a lot and blanket rule. I consider myself at this point, and although I don't think I am, more of a journalist than I am a promoter of things. You know, I want to make money out of content creation so I can make it full time, but that's not the way I'm going to do it. An acknowledgement. Second acknowledgement is around, uh, well, I, yeah, anything I do that will be, you know, with brands will be sponsored and clearly labeled. And I think I forgot the second thing <laughs> because I didn't write it down as a note. But that that is the main acknowledgement I want to make to you guys. Oh, I remember. And then if I talk about any products from now on, I will be buying them or if they're sent to me, it will be a review unit that I send back because I found a lot of success with people trusting me and liking how I talk about products. It's also a gray area as to promotion, being an ad, being gifts. If I am gifted stuff, I'm going to call it PR, just like how fashion people get PR, right? Where they might get sent a Gucci bag and they're like, thanks Gucci but you don't have to make a video about it. If people want to send me things and I want to take them or give them away to you guys, 
then I'll take it, but it'll be PR and I'm not going to be making videos around it and that'll be clear. And then if I do want to make a video about something, um, it's a review unit that I can send back so I can feel ethically and morally in the right place for you guys and for my own feelings and morals that I'm not misleading anyone. I'm not trying to sell things off the back of getting something for free because I didn't get paid for any of those videos that I did last year where I did talk about things that were sent to me, but there's still an exchange of goods, right? So that is an acknowledgement. So that is Derek Speaks Volumes, a longer one today. We love the weekend and I, he, I, I'd love to meet him one day. I think he's, he seems like a really nice guy, really intelligent, really respects the art form that is music and hopefully you can enjoy some more of him and think about him in a different way. This has been Derek Speaks Volumes. Until next time, bye.